The content of this podcast is not intended as a substitute for professional medical advice. Before embarking on social prescribing or anything else suggested in this podcast, always consult your GP or other healthcare professional first. And that's that's the ethos that we love about spring is that it is person centred. It is around what the needs of that person is and how we then help them move through that health pathway. We want to see participants then looking at could they come in and volunteer? You know, could they do something and give back? And we're starting to see that happening, which means something is really working along the way. And that holistic approach, I think, is what makes it a success for a person when they're at the centre of everything that you're doing. Uh, this is my first day um, and I'm loving everybody because they're all so friendly and it's all to do with getting out uh, when you're over a particular age and doing things um, not just with your hands and your brain but also exercising as well which is very very vital very good to keep everything in tip-top condition. Actually funded to run any courses so we rely heavily on our community um, resources and you just worry like if funding ever ceased like because it would be a real detriment to the people within the community it would be a real loss. We're very welcome to another episode of the Spring Social Prescribing podcast. Uh, with us today we're actually on the road and we're in Lorag in Belfast and we're meeting with Natasha Brennan. Natasha welcome to the podcast. Thanks very much for having me. No bother. Natasha, just for the sake of our listeners, could you tell us a bit about yourself and just introduce your role here? Yeah, so um, my name is Natasha and I'm the Healthy Living Centre Manager here at Loreg. We're based in Shaftesbury Community Recreation Centre in South Belfast and our spring programme um, covers over South and East Belfast. So we work with a range of groups around health and wellbeing. Our centre is a Belfast City Council centre managed by the community and it's all about accessibility and inclusivity and trying to create healthy lifestyles for people. So spring fits in really, really well with what we do overall here. So one of the things we've done since arriving, um, we've been we met Paul, Paul McCrudden. Paul's one of your social prescribers, is that right? Yes, Paul is our social prescribing coordinator and he coordinates the whole programme across South and East Belfast. Yeah. And we've actually seen a few programmes in action this morning. Um, we've spoke with a few participants as well and getting their thoughts on social prescribing and the benefits it has for them. Paul was telling me you run a lot of programs here, is that right? Yeah, um, our pro- our social prescribing program started off, um, we actually started right before COVID, so we started in March before COVID hit in, so really difficult for Paul to come in at a time when the whole world kind of went into lockdown. So we did a lot of sort of one-to-one work then, and we found that after COVID, people wanted to come out and get into groups more, so we've done, we kind of create a one-to-one health pathway and then try and encourage people into group-type programs, and it's all about getting out and kind of increasing um, social activity for people reducing isolation and then in turn obviously focusing on different types of health aspects that they want to improve within their lives and it's worked out really really well for us the group you met this morning are all older people who would live alone and it's trying to get them out and kind of doing stuff and they've really developed they've helped co-produce a lot of the programs in terms of the swimming program that we've just launched and we also have um, co-produced a few programs with Belfast Trust around people with disabilities and it's all about what they want to do and we find that then they attend um, and they get really, really good outcomes from it. And you mentioned there, like, co-producing programmes. We actually heard that from a few participants where they said, 
we want to do this, you know, or we don't want to do certain things. How important do you think is that for the success of programs? Oh my goodness, it's absolutely vital. This That is what makes a program a success. It can be a great idea in my head thinking, oh, let's do this. But if it's not what actually meets the needs of the participants, then there's no point. You know, we need to listen to them, work and work on a program um, that suits their needs and benefits them for good health outcomes, basically. I suppose it kind of all falls under the spring ethos of having a holistic approach and it's more person-centred based on like what they need. 100% um, and that's the, uh, that, that's the ethos that we love about Spring is that it is person-centred, it is around what the needs of that person is and how we then help them move through that health pathway. We want to see participants then looking at could they come in and volunteer, you know, could they do something and give back and we're starting to see that happening which means something is really working along the way and that holistic approach I think is what makes it a success for a person when they're at the centre of everything that you're doing. So you actually have participants coming back then to actually help out with programs? Or? Yeah, that's what we're starting to try and do. So um, we have participants um, in across our different programs that are thinking we could try this or we could try this with some of these people and they want to then do some qualifications. So we're going to start a program around capacity building where we'll train up walk leaders, cycle leaders, um, people that have taken part in the programs and have that lived experience of spring and social prescribing that then they'll come in and encourage others to get involved. So I think that's a really good benefit. It sounds like you've, you've got that cycle going of like someone coming in in need and being helped and then they then go on to help somebody. Yeah, and if one person can inspire another five people, you know, in terms of their health pathway, that's amazing. And hopefully it could even go on to employment opportunities or other things in terms of upskilling for people as well. Amazing. Uh, Natasha, you mentioned pathways there. How does somebody get involved um, with spring social prescribing through yourselves? So in Belfast, it's a bit different than some of the other areas. We work through the Connected Community Care Hub that will be attached to GPs, and they have four coordinators across the four quadrants of Belfast who will send referrals. We also then work with the likes of um, teams in the trust, um, then some different sort of referral pathways through there, and also through some community partners, um, the likes of Orchardville, which I know you'll be seeing later on, um, around people with um, different additional needs who've been referred from their GP through them, and then will come on to spring. So there's lots of different pathways. Um, and Paul is always available if someone wants to find out a bit more he will help them find a pathway into the spring program how important do you think it is to have somebody like Paul with has experience of community work for the likes of spring I think it's really important and it's important to have someone that understands people um, and understands that kind of you know that journey for people and who has been involved in different community work across different organizations from leisure centers through to other healthy living centers um, between physical activity right through and can understand yes the health needs um, but also in terms of poverty isolation and all those other factors that really are the social detriments you know of, of good health um, we are currently in we're in a neighborhood renewal area which is in the top 10 percent of deprivation in the north so it's around what can we do alongside health and linking into other projects to try and create the best outcomes for that person and Paul really gets that yeah. I think one of the things that really blew us away today is when he was talking with us and he was telling, on, telling us just about the amount of programs and then we, we had actually people coming up asking to be interviewed so they can tell us about Paul and the they things that they were all so excited yeah. <laughs> this morning before you came in they were nearly fighting over each other to get to get on the camera and we thought people wouldn't want to do that you know yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a bit daunting but I think they've had such a good experience and they've connected so well with Paul as that person they can come to so even if they've finished a program or they've finished their spring social prescribing referral these people will still be ringing up Paul saying is there anything on or where do you think I could do this or I'd really like to try that and he's signposting them on so that journey doesn't really end and I think the main thing that makes it work is that personal relationship and having that one person that can coordinate and come to that so 
we have lots of programs on in here as do lots of other organizations but having someone you can come to that can help signpost and sort of direct you into those programs I think is what's key because no matter how many times you advertise things you always miss someone and you don't know some people might know so having someone with that kind of depth of knowledge of what's on locally or can, we can go and find things out um is really really key in terms of people and I think especially for more vulnerable people people with medical conditions additional needs or older people who may not really know how to work Facebook or the internet or you know all those type of social media things having Paul to ring is really really vital to them in terms of access and programs and they're the people that we really want to kind of um reach um those kind of hard to reach people um so i think that that's been a real benefit of the program and i suppose what's happening next with spring here at lorag do you know what's on the horizon what would you like to see happen in the near future um well basically the capacity building program and continuing to deliver for people um and continuing to enhance and get the word out there of what we are delivering but a big part of this is sustainability obviously and that's something that we're really focusing on of what do we do next and how do we ensure that this isn't lost because it's taken us sort of over COVID deny to build this up and it's you can see a really bright future ahead but we need to start to look at how we can make that happen. Yeah one of the things um, that we have coming up as well next month is we're going to hold a showcase event um, here in the Belfast Trust area, we were saying that it's going to be an opportunity for the likes of Lorag and Hart and other other places in the area to get together, re- really to show people what social prescribing does in the community. Do you think it's important to hold events like that? Oh, definitely. I think it's important. We can all, we, probably in the community sector, we are really bad at advertising of what we do. You know, we're more about doing the work and not telling everybody about what we did because it's about the people that you're Because you're so busy actually yeah. helping people. <laughs> That's it. And you're so busy trying to make sure you have programs and things that people can do and kind of making sure that... The that kind of person-centered approach happens that we forget to go and say oh look at all the great things that we're doing so I think the showcase event is a really good opportunity to show right from that individual story of what a certain person coming through the program has achieved right through to maybe Paul and Mary's experience over in North and West Belfast around the centres and how the Healthy Living Alliance and that you know kind of works together on spring and then obviously from a referrer's point of view and to let the likes of the lottery and other funders kind of come in and see what we're doing ask questions meet participants meet people that are benefiting from the program and refer any agencies that are benefiting from the program and start to kind of really understand it right down to that person level I think once you can see a participant it really shows you you know how the program has went through and facts and numbers on a sheet they're all great but that sort of impact on that individual is what really matters it's hard to put those experiences on an application form isn't it yeah and even on an evaluation form it's really difficult at times I think the likes of the videos and stuff like this is an opportunity the showcase especially to really see the impact for an individual and sort of where that money has made an impact on their lives and hopefully um really positively for years to come so you just mentioned that experience of participants. We chatted to a few participants earlier. I think uh, now might be a good chance just to hear about their experiences. Hi, uh, my name is Paul McCudden and I'm the Spring Social Prescribing Coordinator for South and East Belfast. Today in Shaftesbury we have our Learn Active programme running. Um, so it's open to anyone age 55 plus where we would do some exercise, play different games like bacha, basketball, um, and also play a bit of bingo, a bit of lunch, tea and coffee, and a good bit of social interaction. One lady, um, Avril, has only been involved in the programme from last week. Um, in fact, this is her first session of Older and Active today, but she's been, she came to see me, um, basically so very socially isolated, um, and wanted to do some exercise. So we got her linked in with um, an exercise rehabilitation group over in East Belfast. Um, and she was so keen to get involved in other things. I told her to come along today, 
I just had an absolute ball. Hello, my name is Avril and I'm from Beaver, uh, not too far from here. And uh, I, this is my first day. Um, and I'm loving everybody because they're all so friendly. And it's all to do with getting out uh, when you're over a particular age and doing things, um, not just with your hands and your brain, but also exercising as well, which is very, very vital, very good to keep everything in tip-top condition. The group behind us, there's maybe 15 people um, who have been referred into spring who have then became a member of this older and active group. You know, it's an ongoing group, so once they join it, there is no time limit on it. Um, so you have ones maybe here that have been coming for six months, eight months, and then you have ones who have been here for literally a week or two. It, it takes the loneliness away. You know what I mean? You're going in the house again and you shut the door and that's it, the TV or something. But out here, you, you need to... Women, I don't know about men, but women need to socialise. You come down here and we have a wee joke or something's happened or we're, we share, if you know what I mean. Really, really a good benefit for other people. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to see this here close. Only because I never would have met this one. Um, That's right. The, the friendship we there. have together. See, we come from totally different parts of the world everywhere. This group does give them the chance to socially interact with people that wouldn't normally interact with. Um, so it sort of breaks down barriers that, you know, sometimes I was on it, even on a world, you know, Catholic Protestant barrier, especially around sort of the south and east areas of Belfast. Um, and the amount of people that came to me and says that, you know, they were a bit worried coming into different communities, but they've made so many friends coming here is, is, is unbelievable. And that was the view of some of the participants who took part in the programs here today at LORAG as part of Spring Social Prescribing. It was really fun um, just to hear from the participants uh, of their experiences of the programs and the benefits they get from them. It was also uh, great to hear the, their thoughts on Paul, their social prescriber, and all the efforts he put, puts into their programs. We just heard from uh, Natasha here at LORAG. Natasha gave us a great overview of the work that's being done. Um, but next up in the studio, we have someone called Nicola Lindsay, who's from the Belfast Health Trust, and she's going to tell us a little bit more of her experiences of social prescribing. Nicola, you're from the Belfast Trust, isn't that right? I am, yeah. Could you give us uh, a rundown, basically, of your position with the Belfast Trust and what it is you do? Okay. So, as you said, I'm Nicola Lindsay. I work for the Belfast Trust. Um, my role is the community access worker. Um, so, currently, there's three workers um, working for the Belfast Trust, and we work with people then from the age of 18 to 65 with a physical disability or a sensory impairment. Um, and going to be working also then with the age group 65 and over and this is something new that we haven't tried before we're not actually up and running but we're in the process um so variety of needs and different abilities and different disabilities people then who are quite socially isolated at home um maybe suffering from mental ill health and it's trying to target those people then to get them out of their homes back into the community and living again yeah, and you mentioned as well too, um, just before we started recording, Nicola, you're in your role, you're relatively new to your role, yes. six months, uh-huh, isn't it? Uh-huh. So there, there's probably, you've probably seen so much in that short space of time and uh-huh. trying to make sense of it. Mm-hmm. What has your relationship been with the likes of LORAC here in Belfast so far? Do you know, it's an excellent service, really, really, really is. And this is where the, where the work, the on-the-ground work is happening and the people you can see the people really benefit benefit from it. We would have like a, a cycling group on a Friday that's adopted bikes then to meet all current needs then of disability. And we also are running um, an art group in partnership with LORAG. 
um, and our clients love it. They actually live for coming here on the Friday. The feedback is just so positive and it's a real person-centered kind of approach and it's just, it's it's excellent and we can see that from the people. They turn up every week. Um, they actually want more, like what, what more can we do? And it just shows that it's working, you know, and you will talk to their family members, like their parents and they're saying like from they have started coming here we can see a change in them as a person they're a lot more happier their mental health has improved so it's just an excellent service and i can't rate it you know it's just excellent yeah well it's good to get that outside perspective i suppose because Mm -hmm. with spring you know we work for spring so we see the work that's happening every day but it's nice to kind of share that and for other people to share their thoughts on it can you remember uh when you first heard the term social prescribing or probably didn't really know exactly what it was you know I come from a social work background and a career manager so I'm seeing this from a totally different side and like the I just see like the work that's done in the community sometimes it's not even recognized just just how good it is and the benefits that people get out of it you know it's very it's just excellent and it caters for everyone and it's a person-centered approach and it's looking at the people holistically and what benefits them um, we would work throughout Belfast, so it's not only just within South and East, I would work within North and West. And we're not actually funded to run any courses, so we rely heavily on our community um, resources. And you just worry, like, if funding ever ceased, like, because it would be a real detriment to the people within the community, it would be a real loss. Um, and that's the thing that we would, because the activities change regularly and it's all based on funding, um, but it would be a great loss to the people because we would pr- um, refer a lot of people to this service. Yeah. Um, That's what I was going to ask worry. you next because we, we've seen the benefits uh-huh. of the, the programs that's happened mm-hmm. on my social prescribing. I w- and I was going to ask, what's your fears then? Or yeah. do you know what's the downsides? But I suppose it comes back to funding. And yes, and that is the fear. You know, we would map around what's available within the areas. It changes all the time because you are, it's like funding, they've lost their funding, they're waiting on funding being approved. Um, but the people would lose out. You know, we as like trust workers can only provide so much and we rely heavily on community and voluntary organisations and the workers within this the organizations so tell just for our listeners benefit nicola what was your what's a typical day look like for you what does it involve doing so we would carry a caseload um we would go out complete assessments identify the needs um work with the people like what is it that you want okay and then it's going out mapping the, the areas like all of belfast to see what's available linking in with the communities building up um relationships with them a lot of the thing would be confidence, people actually having the confidence to walk out their door and go to the, go to the organisations. That is a big hurdle for them, particularly with their ment- if they have mental ill health issues or their physical, like in wheelchair dependent. So we would accompany them to these kind of organisations till they felt more comfortable or confident then coming themselves. And we would work in partnership with LORAG and currently with Paul, then we're looking to see kind of like a gap in the service for the younger like 25 to 35 um because they don't want to be around groups with older people so i'm currently working with paul to see look there's a gap here in the provision is there anything that we can do work in partnership to kind of develop a program so suppose if you turn to the social prescribing team at lorag or the likes of heart Mm -hmm. and you can say here's a gap we have in your opinion Uh what can be done so yeah like you say, through that partnership, trying Excellent. to come up with a solution. Yeah, and we would send a Paul to like uh, men, older 
Is it a hard group to kind of target? Is there anything that we can kind of look at that? So that's something that we're working on. Um, and it's just having the expertise then of Paul, knowing what's out in the community, then working with ourselves, who could, we can make the referrals to him. You know, we have a high number of people waiting on services, you know, and the waiting list then within the trust services. Um, particularly with mental health, so that if we lose this, you know, it's the knock-on effect for us as workers, but the main people is the service users and clients. So uh, that's it, like, you know, the the overall pressures that the NHS are currently experiencing, you know, we're like high waiting lists, exactly. um, particularly for things like mental health. Um, I, th- I think it is important that you have the likes of Spring Social Scribe stepping in, mm-hmm. you know, and, and dealing with that, you know, on the community's behalf. Yeah, uh-huh. And the um, thing too is people living in the community don't know what's available in their community. Okay. And um, that's something even in my own community that I've lived in since t- uh, starting this job, I didn't know half of this existed. So you think of people elderly, they don't have access to social media, they're not maybe leaving their home, they, they don't know what's available on their doorstep and this is why this is fundamental. The likes of Paul working in partnership with myself to get the information out there in different methods. So it's not only social media, we can go out to their homes and take them to the place, you know, yeah. and that's how it works so well. I think that's the beauty of having a social prescriber mm-hmm. in a healthy yeah. living centre because yeah. they're aware exactly what the community yeah. needs from the likes of yourself. Mm-hmm. But then they're also aware of the various programmes that's going on yeah. as well too. Mm-hmm. So between between the yeah. two of you then you can hope a solution for them. Yeah. Fantastic. Tim, this nigga, what is your plans now? What do you want to see grow or happen, even in your own job, over the next coming weeks and months? Developing more programs, and as I said, I want to target that age group of or like males because I do think there's a kind of gap there. It's a hard group to kind of get get them out and get involved, and I do think the younger groups then from twenty five to kind of thirty five. I have a number on my caseload, and they're all kind of saying the same thing. So the, the aim then is to work with Paul and kind of devise a program that will kind of meet their that group's needs. I think we've covered everything. Is there anything else that you would like to say or anything maybe we didn't mention? We did cover loads. Just like. that it's an excellent service. The feedback has been very positive. Um, I love coming myself because I think it's very welcoming atmosphere. It's like a community. Everyone's made to feel very welcome and it's a great service and I can't recommend it enough. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. Um, Nicola, thank you you and thanks to Natasha as well for taking part in today's episode of the Spring Social Prescribing Podcast. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Spring Social Prescribing Podcast. Spring Social Prescribing is made possible thanks to National Lottery players with funding from the National Lottery Community Fund, the largest funder of community activity in the UK. For more information or to get in contact, visit us at our website at www.springsp.org or on Twitter at SpringSocialPRE.